Hey, and welcome back to Lessons in Product Management. Before we get this episode kicked off, I want to give a huge shout out to Jacobs Creative Services for all of their help with the rebranding efforts, going from podcast to lessons in product management and with the new logo design. So if you're looking for any help with ads, logos, infographics, or basically anything creative, reach out to Nick at jacobscs.com and they'll hook you up. So on today's episode, I sat down with Abby Heeman, Senior Product Marketing Manager over at GetResponse. And trust me, you're gonna enjoy this conversation. We dove into what the ideal partnership looks like between product marketing and product management. I took a lot away from this and I know you will too. So let's jump right in. Hey, Abby, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks a lot for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, thank, thanks for joining. So um, to kick things off, could you give an introduction for the listeners of yourself and, and your company and, and what you do there? For sure, yeah. So I am Abby Heeman. Uh, I'm Senior Product Marketing Manager at GetResponse. And GetResponse is an online marketing platform. I think with a lot of former uh, ESPs, you know, email marketing providers, uh, we've really pivoted and done a lot of development over the past few years because uh, we know marketers do need more and more of these tools outside of, you know, running email marketing campaigns. They need the landing pages that, you know, they send the traffic to and the webinars to, you know, like host demos or tutorials and trainings. So really have evolved now to kind of this comprehensive platform for, you know, marketers who run their own businesses, who work on marketing teams to actually launch their online campaigns. Uh, so I've been with GetResponse uh, since 2012, which feels like Nice. literally forever <laughs> these days. Uh, so it's been really cool to, um, you know, start uh, from the bottom, really, you know, answering customer queries, and it actually really positions itself now, I see, um, into a great opportunity for product marketing, because really, you know, the major components of product marketing are customers and the product, obviously. And so, uh, you know, I really am happy to see with product marketing really kind of exploding the last few years, there's a lot of entry paths and points. Um, into that. And so it's been uh, kind of a really natural uh, journey uh, with GetResponse growing both the product and, and myself professionally there. Very cool. And so let, let's talk about that a little bit um, with your transition. So you said you started out kind of at, at the bottom answering customer calls um, and then yeah. you've had a nice journey into product marketing. So, so tell us about that journey and like what sparked your interest and how did, how did that kind of play out? For sure. So you know, with a lot of people when we're getting started in our careers, you're not exactly sure after after college, you know, and after, you know, whatever education or path you've taken uh, in your life, what you want to do with your life, what that really means. Um, so I got super lucky to end up, you know, with an organization uh, and with a product I really respected with, with kind of this mission of making, uh, you know, marketing tools accessible and not just for, you know, focusing on the U.S. market, but really with the global presence. Yeah. Uh, I really thought that was interesting. And I loved the aspect of getting to know a product inside and out, like every aspect that you needed to actually achieve a particular a solution for a customer and then help them. And there was all of this like really personal contact because I think phone support is a lot less of a thing now than it was back in 2012. Now live chat, um, you know, and even like automated bots are so much more uh, obviously um, scalable. Uh, you can reach a whole lot more customers more quickly, but just to connect with people and talk to customers, many customers every day, which is now something we harp on all the time in the product marketing world or the product world is you have to talk to customers. Uh, you cannot just, you know, 
rely on a data reports that somebody from your team pools or even survey responses uh, that you get directly from customers. We're always just like continuously, uh, you know, preaching that, that you have to actually speak to customers. And that's really where that seed grew, I would say, okay. uh, or sprouted, I could say, perhaps, uh, that talking to customers uh, every day and then getting to know the products so well. Then just naturally, I started to have ideas. I started to, you know, start wanting to expand uh, my impact in the company and the way that I could actually have a little bit of influence and pair these two things that I now know a lot about, which is our product and our customers. So how can I turn that into some kind of influence and uh, career growth? And that is, you know, I'm super lucky, I would say that product marketing really was starting to get a little bit of, you know, like influence in its existence, because previously it was just product development teams, just marketing teams, right. just customer support. And now product marketing, I got really lucky. I was coming up in the time that it became something that existed uh, as an actual role, uh, you know, in a company to actually weave yourself in between all of those kind of disparate uh, departments. Um, and so it's quite a natural path, really, as I started having ideas and wanting to move forward and get response was super, super open and has lots of clear paths for growth uh, and kind of innovation in that field. So then I was able to, you know, make the way to product marketing specifically. Nice. It sounds like a, a great journey and a, a great company that allowed you to take that path. So that's, that's great. Totally, totally. Internal recruitment is a huge thing at GetResponse, obviously, especially uh, as, as we've discussed a little bit uh, briefly before this about, you know, kind of uh, remote work and being able to expand your, your recruitment pool to, you know, the entire world for someone who's right for a role. Right. Like GetResponse is, is really, really impressive about its uh, emphasis on internal recruitment and helping uh, employees actually grow and support them through that. So that's really, really a cool part. Yeah, no, I think that's key for like organizational continuity is to to try to hire and promote from within. And um, you, you, I don't know, there's a cultural benefit to that, in my opinion. So. Totally, totally. I, so many people, you know, I've worked with over the years, been there for so long. Uh, people who, you know, may have, you know, left to get response for other opportunities always do kind of emphasize that that culture uh, that is really kind of unique uh, to our experience there because I've been able to be there for so long because there are so many opportunities for development uh, and for growth and expanding your skill sets um, and not kind of keeping you in these, you know, boxes. Um, so that's something that I felt is really unique and, you know, gives a lot of opportunity for people to grow and then helps the company really expand because we all have this passion. We have this experience, this historical uh, knowledge about, about the company. Uh, so I think that then just leads itself to also really great uh, results, you know, in, in the output uh, of those type of employees. For sure. For sure. So, so you talked about how product marketing is kind of like product focused, but also customer focused. And I, I think most people have a really good conceptual understanding of like what marketing is from like a demand gen perspective. Yeah. yeah. Um, and product management is, is becoming more mature over the last decade as, yeah. a, as a platform. And most of the listeners come from that kind of mindset is from mm -hmm. a product management standpoint. Um, but for organizations that are kind of immature or just starting out in product marketing, how would you describe your role and, and kind of how that overlap comes into play between product and marketing? For sure. And I saw something recent, I can't remember who shared it. I'll have to, you know, have a look and, and share it with you afterward, but like kind of calling yourself kind of like a dot connector, like okay. we connect all of the different dots uh, within the organization uh, that come together for growth, basically. Uh, Cause all of us uh, are, coming for growth. Uh, this is what all of these disparate uh, departments are actually working toward is the growth of the company, uh, which was, you know, which means you have to have customers that find you that decide to buy from you and decide to stay with you and then yep. decide to, you know, like actually recommend you 
uh, to people that they know. Uh, that's, you know, this kind of like pirate metrics we've mentioned, or I've talked about before, these, you yeah. know, acquisition, uh, you know, all the way to the A-A-R-R-Rs. Uh, I won't make the sound, it's embarrassing. Uh, but basically these, these growth metrics that help you actually grow the business and you need good, happy customers for that. You need a good product that, you know, provides the, the solutions to their needs. And, you know, product marketers are just primed in their experience levels uh, and their kind of like, you know, specific skills that they have in connecting the dots of these customer facing teams with the uh, product teams who are working directly with the developers to really sit in the kind of middle um, of that. Because I don't like to think that product marketers with getting kind of a little bit more um, attention these days to say like, it's the most important department. It's most definitely not at all the most important, no one can really classify themselves as the most important, but you're sitting right. in the middle. Um, and so there is a lot that comes to you about where does, you know, product marketing uh, sit in terms of, it used to be in offices, right? I think that's probably where that phrase comes from. Uh, <laughs> like you physically sit in the marketing room or whatever it is. And and th there's, there's still elements of that, but, you know, really you should sit, you know, yourself uh, theoretically in the middle of all of these teams and have your branches and you know have connections and you know strategic relationships with every single uh, department uh, that is influencing the growth of the company. Oh, for sure. And before we got a product marketing uh, person, it's just a person now, not not yet a yeah, team. Yeah. Uh, at, at Swipe Clock, it, it kind of felt where things weren't as connected as they should be. Where uh, things were kind of more siloed, right? We we developed this product and. Um, marketing is supposed to go and market it but there's not really an understanding of like who's the customer what problem are we trying to solve and how do yeah. we package that in a way where exactly. like our demand gen team and our sales team can actually use that information and in what they're exactly. trying to accomplish exactly and the product team's like what are you talking about you know we've yeah. got like you know probably whatever you know documentation tool you're using loads of documentation we've spent you know 20 hours documenting this tool what do you mean it's not there but it's like you know the marketer it's like i can't market this i don't know what this is like right. this, you know a developer was you know documenting what they did you know in that week's sprint or whatever and it's just you know it's not working for people obviously so that's really what i it's really cool about the industry is that you know it's there to fill a need just like our, our products there to fill a need like our roles exist uh you know product marketing exists because there was a need to be filled that wasn't being met by the previous setup of these kind of siloed uh, departments without you know this role really existing so that's what i really like about it cool so kind of pressing on that a little bit more about the the role of the pmm uh collaborating with with the pm what, what mm -hmm. is that what does that collaboration look like inside of get response and um i, I would ask uh, what the ideal relationship looks like, but if you want to sure. tailor, tailor that into um, sure. what, what Get Response does as well, I don't want For you to have sure. to call out gaps. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. No, and I think that's the beauty of every person I've talked to in, you know, varying degrees of maturity of their company or their product marketing teams is, uh, it's made me feel a lot better, uh, is that there's always gaps. There's all, you know, I was uh, yeah. at a product marketing conference uh, back in February before, uh, you know, physical conferences, you know, yeah. cease to exist essentially. Right. Um, and you know, huge, huge enterprises, like the biggest enterprises that exist uh, in this world basically had product marketers uh, represented and they 
we're sharing the same pain points as people from tiny, tiny startups who were the only product marketer, okay. almost the only marketer at the company. And that was really cool to cool to see it, it, you know, in general, so you don't have to kind of feel bad about yourself if you're a really early stage uh, person and assume everyone else has it figured out because they don't, uh, which is cool to see. But then there is also kind of like, wow, if these people don't have it figured out, it must really be a, be a challenge. But the way it works at GetResponse, uh, I would say, this has evolved, obviously, and will continue to it continue to uh, evolve. But uh, we set up pretty much bi-weekly uh, sessions, one-on-one sessions with the product marketing team and the product uh, owner, because GetResponse is quite a large product. Uh, we have many, many tools within one kind of, you know, product umbrella, basically, and then many different customer segment sets, um, you know, who can access various aspects of the tools uh, within the product. Uh, so I like to have FaceTime one-on-one uh, to build the bond, basically, with the product owner in that way. Uh, it's quite informal, uh, bi-weekly, and you know, just for us to just catch up what's going on uh, with, with the product, what do they have on their roadmap, uh, you know, for the next couple of weeks, what's it looking like for them. Um, this is just kind of the core of the relationship building because the relationship is just so important uh, for them to want to work with you, to want to share with you, to want to uh, pull from your expertise uh, and your knowledge. Um, so that's kind of like the basis of it. I also, anytime someone joins a product marketing uh, team, I have everyone do individual uh, one-on-ones uh, to get to know the product owner and exactly what it is that they do. Um, so that's kind of something as well. Uh, each week uh, we do a full kind of like a product marketing, product development uh, recap, a status update. Uh, and this is not anything that's like a meeting or anything that's said, it's very asynchronous, which is cool. So people can actually give their feedback uh, and insights on it on their own time. Uh, okay. We are trying to really get away from, you know, eight hours of calls every day, <laughs> basically to have that FaceTime, which is essential, but also is exhausting. Yeah. Um, so we're trying to get away from that and kind of do once a week uh, status updates on the various products and what product marketing is doing to help push their product forward uh, and anything nice. that we need from them as well. So FaceTime's important and then we get a lot of kind of cool tidbits in those conversations uh, as well. And then meetings are open, meetings are recorded. Uh, so it is certainly in your best interest, uh, you know, within the product marketing team uh, <laughs> to make sure you're up to date with all of those recorded meetings uh, that the product development teams are having with their, uh, you know, with their development teams, they're basically, you know, sprint reviews yeah. um, are recorded and shared uh, with high level takeaways. So it's really, for me, a get response in the product development team is establishing the relationships is the most important aspect. Um, enforcing all these rules and requirements that I would have for working with me is way after that. Um, you know, because that's just no way to get, like to require some documentation or some level uh, of like, you know, this is what you have to do to launch your product. No, but they're not gonna do it or not be happy to do it. So I focus on the relationship building first. Documentation is there. I take what's there. I don't start asking for things without uh, doing my own due, dil- due diligence and making sure uh, you know what's already been done. Then there's ongoing optimization things we're always striving for. So getting product marketing involved at the just ideation uh, of <laughs> any thought that they have basically would be yeah. ideal. But it, it can't always happen, uh, you know, when they're actually having some in meeting with you know the head of product. Right, and they get excited and kick off something maybe. And like, oh, we gotta put the brakes uh, and bring in product marketing to make sure this is actually gonna serve either a new segment of customers we're going after or an existing uh, you know, customer persona set that we have and we're trying to kind of cultivate. 
Yeah, that, that, that's a really good, um, a really good point. And I really want to press on that a little bit more. So in terms of like that validation of, I have this idea, I want to do X thing, uh, but let's make sure it serves Y customer and that we yeah. can, we can really push this in a way that's going to be successful and meet business objectives. Um, who owns that decision of like what customer segment should this focus on? Like how much, how much is the PM own in term in terms of like, here's a problem that I've identified that yeah. we're trying to solve versus like the, the product marketer making that decision of, okay, we can really use this or this really makes sense or based on my customer relationships, like mm -hmm. this, this is the route to go. Like, so, so what does that like collaboration look like to come to that go or no go decision? I, it, the way really uh, it's working more and more these days with us, which is great, is like you said, this kind of, you know, pain I see, this issue I see in the product, you know, the product development side, uh, and then coming to product marketing uh, to, to validate basically in terms of the customer segments and opportunity and positioning, then I would go with the way we're structured to head a product, uh, to present your proposal, uh, you know, head of product, head of marketing, things are kind of split up as well, but let's say with GetResponse, kind of the buck would stop uh, at head of product with your proposal. Uh, together, but they would need to come together. Like this yeah. is the validation. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's a team. Like you, you can't just do one thing on your own. I have this amazing idea, so let's do it. Right. Um, uh, either of us, I, you know, product marketing couldn't and shouldn't do it either. So it, it would be for us kind of the way we're structured then to the head of product. Like this is an opportunity for us and this is the customer set uh, we believe it would serve uh, and the way that we would position uh, this particular uh, functionality uh, in the market and how it would make us competitive against, you know, this particular uh, other competing solution that we have. Yeah, I have a friend who's a senior PM at IBM and, and he, he uh, I quote it all the time, but he was like, you could have the cure for cancer, but if no one knows about it, no one knows how to use it, how, exactly. how to acquire it, and it's not priced right. It doesn't matter that you have it at all. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's, you know, it's, it's a waste of time and resources for a, for a, for a business, you know, yeah. like for the developer time, the talent that you're paying them if they are, you know, coding these things. And, you know, this is some of the biggest budgets uh, in a company, obviously, is, is, you know, larger IT teams. And if they're wasting their time doing these things that no one uses, do not bring in revenue, uh, are not helping you keep your customers. It's, it's a literal waste of time and money uh, for the company. So do, doing that at the beginning of that ideation and validation and you know, proposing it on how this will actually grow the business and what it will bring, then that's, that's really the best you can do. Uh, and I think it's just, it's moving more and more that way. Whereas before it, sometimes it did seem kind of like the, like the wild west, just develop, yeah. develop, develop. And then, uh, and then throw it over the wall and hope that the, the product marketing team can make something of it. Yeah, and just like, what, what, why, and what, you know? Yeah. But that's, that's a pretty universal feeling overall from, from what I've learned, but. Yeah. The relationship building helps that. If people start to see you as something that somebody that helps get their initiatives forward rather than blocking them, that's, you know, a huge element of getting what, what I want, which is involved as soon as possible so I can help, you know, validate something or help us pivot a little bit. If actually your idea is really cool, if we actually kind of could, you know, twist up the functionality slightly or the availability or some other detail that would actually serve an existing segment that I know about mm -hmm. uh, and know is maybe underserved in this area, we can do it. So finding ways to connect dots is one thing and also really help push the um, interests 
of the various stakeholders that you're working with. That's also something I think is really big for product marketers um, is to just like change their vocabulary, uh, change their, you know, the way they're talking to this person based on that person's actual interest. So when you're speaking to your sales, uh, head of sales or <clears throat> head of product, you have to just speak in their language and what it actually is that they care about. Yeah. Um, and that, that's something since we're talking to everyone, we should be, know how to do that. And that will also help push your own initiatives forward in product marketing. For sure. And, and so the product marketing teams or individuals are usually embedded in either like the marketing organization or even in the, the product organization. And I know it varies based on company, but either way, yeah. do, do you believe that it would be, it would be beneficial to have like a dedicated product marketing person to each product manager, like if resources allow to kind of foster that relationship and that, um, that mentality of we are a team. So let's make sure we go at this together. I, I do like the idea of that as well. And, you know, depending on the structure and the way your product is packaged and sold, right. um, that was something that at get response, as I mentioned, we have, you know, one tool, but I mean, one you know, product get response, but then multiple tools and functionalities within which have their own product owner. Um, but then we were seeing some issues with like um, some disconnects on actually how these products work together and are sold within one package. Um, and so right now with GetResponse, we're actually all product marketers are responsible for all, all products, essentially. Like, you know, not one person specializes in one functionality because they're sold together. Yeah. Uh, so we have to actually market the, the one product. Uh, but then everyone has their own um, kind of areas of expertise in terms of the different channels uh, that we monitor. Okay. Uh, but every product marketer is, is as responsible as the other for having the same relationship and knowledge uh, of the customers and the product. Uh, but then it's just the channels that we own and that we actually use to market the product. Uh, I like to split the teams off for their areas of expertise there. Um, that so makes a lot of sense. Product. Yeah, because, you know, I, I used to have one little you know, when I was, uh, you know, a product marketer on the team, just one element of the Get Response product. And that was my baby. And I did everything I could, but that tool is sold with something else as well. Uh, and so, you know, if it's not aligned like that, people will think you're, you know, a landing page company uh, or an email marketing company rather than, you know, a comprehensive online marketing uh, solution, because uh, that's what they would be purchasing. Yeah, I love how you took that insight. And then as you got your leadership position, you reorganized around how to best serve the product. So I, I love, I love that. That's really, it's really yeah, forward thinking. Just to see, just to see like, hey, if this is like creating our, we're, we're creating these silos now ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, if I'm only talking to the, this one product owner, uh, and then he's not talking to other product owners because that's his product. Then right. we're just, you know, also doing the same thing now. So this is something it's, it's probably like a year and a half old, I guess, but I really love it. And I really love that, um, you know, so it's not just me meeting with product owners every two weeks. It's the entire product marketing team. We're always there. I think maybe the product owners can feel quite special and good because there's, <laughs> you know, many eager uh, faces there are ready to hear all of what, you know, they've got working, you know, what they're working on. So yeah. um, it's a and it lets different uh, people with different um, like interests, uh, like on the product marketing team, uh, and different strengths actually play to their you know uh, conversion rate optimization on product pages on the website or their uh, you know user activation uh, and upgrade uh, initiatives uh, once actually you know customers are using a free account and things like that. So it's quite cool with using the same positioning, messaging, uh, value propositions, uh, you know, customer segmentation throughout all the different channels that we have. 
Yeah, that definitely creates alignment in that, that story you're telling to the market. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that, that's been a cool uh, setup specifically with product marketing uh, for us. And we do officially like sit within the marketing team, mm -hmm. uh, but we talk with, you know, and have uh, catch-ups with the marketing team members as much as we do with the product team members. Um, so it feels like we are, you know, a part of both teams really. Cool. So my, my dog apparently wants to ask you a question too. <laughs> That's that. good. I totally get it. Yeah. <laughs> These days they are the soundtrack uh, to our working days. So, exactly. Yeah. It is the new normal. <laughs> <laughs> so, so to wrap things up, I, I really enjoyed the conversation, but I know there's, there's um, aspiring PMs and young PMs that are listening to this podcast. And as they're starting out in a new company or, or in that PM role for the first time, I know you've stressed the importance of relationships. And so I, I think that takeaway is, is very clear about um, how they should approach working with the, their PMM counterparts. Um, but as far as those conversations you were talking about earlier, could, could you dive just one layer deeper and, and, and kind of give us an idea of what those conversations look like and at a tactical level, like what, what should you be talking about um, in those weekly or biweekly meetings to, to make sure that um, you're aligned and have the right information to execute. For sure. And I, I definitely always start with sharing an agenda and uh, documentation uh, in the kind of like, you know, invite uh, so that there's always going to be a purpose and a goal uh, and topic for the particular conversation every week. Uh, so that's on me. That's my due diligence uh, to prepare an interesting, uh, easy to read kind of agenda of, um, you know, a recap of our previous uh, conversation. Uh, what did we say that we were going to action out? Has this been actioned? Um, is there anything left outstanding from our our last meeting uh, and kind of emphasize that and then moving forward for next steps. Uh, so like to so the topic of this call with that product owner would be anything that I have learned in the last two weeks, anything that's coming from the marketing department, uh, from other product owners, uh, how would that actually align with their particular product? Anything I've learned from my uh, conversations with customers or customer facing teams uh, that's relevant to this particular product owner's goals. Uh, and then anything that they wanna add, um, any uh, ideas that they have, um, any opportunities that they've spotted in terms of, uh, you know, elevating uh, their, their product in terms of the revenue that it's bringing, um, updates, things we should be aware of. Uh, so giving some structure, I think, is super beneficial for very busy people. Uh, doing your due diligence beforehand to actually prepare the documentation, recapping what was last week, or last, you know, session that you were going to action, what's outstanding, and then using all of that knowledge of the you know people that you talked to in the last two weeks and how does that actually affect or what opportunities serve that particular product owner you're meeting with and then your conversation will definitely just like totally hit off and just do that every time <laughs> cool yeah. and, and and then those uh those aha moments where it's like hey i had this insight and i want to do this thing so let's make sure we talk about it early right like you talked about it yeah before. so yeah. make it a part of of that two weeks like so what are you thinking on what's got you inspired like you know uh and then that that gets you involved because especially if you have these recurring every two weeks they surely can't get too far yeah. uh you know into development phase every two weeks uh yeah with a cool new idea uh, without validating and getting you involved. Right. Um, so that's, that's really helpful to me to have that structure, but then also let them have the floor and kind of, which I have trouble with shutting up and letting them <laughs> uh, speak to some of their ideas that they've got. Yeah. Cool. No, I, I love that. And I think that's something that, that I could take personally is um, making sure that, that my product marketing counterparts are brought in earlier in the process to, to be part of that validation phase. Cause a lot of times I think of it from like, 
a customer validation problem and, and like let's go it alone to try to validate the business opportunity behind this or how this aligns with our business objectives and then just like go down to the rest of the validation processes and once we go, go through all the validation then bring in the product marketing team to talk about positioning and messaging and it feels yeah. like that's still too late in the process so exactly um, like like you know doing these kind of positioning briefs these formal briefs that many teams can use to create their content you know, if you can't really complete that brief until you're ready to launch the product, like that's way too late, right? right? Because then you haven't actually identified those opportunities that you have, the strengths that you have, the reason you're developing this product and who would actually be purchasing it. Right. Um, so I would say really to challenge yourself to like f have that brief able to be completed and you could technically give it to your content marketing team to write, you know, various pieces of uh, various blog posts about it to the SEO team to do their keyword research and see where you'd be actually, uh, you know, competitive uh, from their scope of things. Because, uh, you know, once the product marketers brought in, then they would share that content with many other team members that you right. have, uh, potentially given on your organization. So filling that like checklist in, could <laughs> I fill in the brief as early as possible? Uh, you know, and not when I want to launch the product, I think is a good kind of baseline to try to hold to. Cool. Well, I appreciate the insights, Abby. This has been uh, such a fun conversation. Yeah, I love I, talking about it. <laughs> I really enjoyed hearing your talk before and, and just ha had to talk with you myself. So I cool, appreciate cool. you giving me some time. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I could talk about it forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, th thanks again, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Thanks a lot. That was Abby Heeman, Senior Product Marketing Manager over at GetResponse. Thank you for joining us today. If you like what you're hearing, please make sure you subscribe, leave us a review of what you like, your favorite episode, or any kind of constructive feedback as well. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And the reviews help other people find us and learn about the podcast as well. Um, so before you go, please drop that for us, and we'll see you next week on Lessons in Product Management.